Well, Ben, really good to catch up with you here before what's going to be a fantastic night at uh, the Bark Awards. I hope so. I, yeah, um, I mean, we've chatted throughout the year. <laughs> I'm glad your expectations are high. Um, we've chatted throughout the year, but uh, 12 months ago, I think we stood on a, on a balcony overlooking a golf course, didn't we, having, having a chat. And a lot has gone on in that 12-month period, hasn't it? Yeah, and, you know, you sit at the beginning of 2024 and you try and remember what's happened in 2023. <laughs> um, and it feels a long time ago. Mm. Um, so yeah, it, it's been an, another very good year, um, very successful year for uh, the BARC group. Um, our spectator numbers were up at our circuits. Our competitor numbers were were up on our grids. Um, the circuits have all done uh, really good, really good years. Um, every, you know, it's just... Yeah, it, it's been a, another another strong year. So hoping that 2024 obviously um, continues in the same vein. Mm. Um, but you never know, sitting here at the beginning of February, um, what the rest of the year um, holds. But that's not what this is, night is about. This night is about celebrating uh, all the good stuff that, that happened last year, yeah. bringing all the award winners um, and the marshals and the officials. And what I really like about this event is that we've – we've taken it from being an awards ceremony to being a sort of a celebration of the BARC. Uh, it's something that I really wanted to do. I wanted to make it feel not just like it was presenting the trophies to the people who had won their championships, but it was a sort of a celebration of everything that's, that's gone on in the, uh, in the course of the previous year, because it takes a huge amount of people and a huge amount of effort by so many different people to, to make what we do happen and to get as many of them as possible into the, into the room to celebrate at the end of the year is, is really important. So we've got about 230 people here um, this evening, uh, and it's a combination of all kinds of different guests and people who've been involved with the championships and the circuits and other parts of the, the business in the course of the last year. So yeah. It does have a family feel about it, doesn't it? I mean, I know that I was talking to some people um, at the last event and they said, oh, I haven't seen him or I haven't seen her since the last Bark evening. And it does have a, a, a sort of sense of a, a celebration and a family get-together, doesn't it? Well, the BARC is a club. You know, it, I know it, it looks like a business from the outside, but actually at its heart, it's a members club. And the members are kind of what should be driving this. We've got two and a half thousand members. I'd like to increase that membership. Um, we've we've talked about it for a few years about about improving the membership offering to get more people to be a member of the club. We need to behave more like a club, and and a club feels like a family when you're with people in a club. You're like minded. You've got similar kind of interests. So we need to make sure that that we never forget that. And while you know, it's a it's a big business. It, it's a it's a large company. It's a fourteen million pound turnover company, the BARC. But it's not there to it's not there to make a profit for shareholders. It's there mm -hmm. to be a members club, and it's really important to remember that. Yeah, highlights from last year. I mean, there've been many. You've already you've already alluded to a lot of work having gone on. But are there any things that stick in your mind particularly from last year? Um, there's uh yeah we we had some we had some great events um so the the track meeting down at Pembroke was something that we put a lot more effort into um than than we'd done previously and we got Pembroke's biggest crowd since the 1990s when the touring cars went down there and so that was really rewarding and for a for a different reason the historic at Thruxton was particularly important um we had a change in the in the company that the, the company that was behind it for the last few years 
um, d decided not to do the Thruxton Historic at about this time last year. And we made the decision that we needed to run a historic event effectively at break-even level in order to um, in order to safeguard that date and the event that we've been building for three or four years at the as a Thruxton Historic. And I'm delighted to say that we we did such a good job with that that the people that came, both the spectators and the competitors, all wanted to come back. The competitors particularly is important to us because we've now in, we sort of scrabbled together six or seven grids from some really nice people, and they enjoyed it so much that they all want to come back. But more importantly, other people want to come back. So, so we're very confident about the strength of the Thraxon Historic now. And actually, just on that one, we it's not so much a historic festival. You know, we've we're not competing with Goodwood. We're not competing with Donington or Silverstone. It's a it's more of a retro. It's it's just people in older cars going racing and then we put some nice atmosphere around that and so there's no there's no nonsense there's no hierarchy there's no there's no over seriousness about the the, the you know the um the legitimacy of the mm. cars it's just it's just nice and fun and the feedback that we got from that event was that everybody really felt that we wanted them to be there and and you know I'll take that as uh, as feedback from customers every single time so mm. if we can repeat that again this year that would be great Talking of feedback, it's it's easy to look at the world through rose-tinted spectacles and say everything's in the past 12 months has been absolutely brilliant. One of the things that always um, I'm, I'm marked by when, when we chat is that you never shy away from saying, ah, yes, but there have been challenges mm. and there continue to be challenges. So what have been the challenges in, in the past year and, and what are going to be the challenges for 2024? Uh, there's no question of the cost of living. Mm has been a massive challenge in 2023 and I don't see that disappearing in 2024. Um, it, it may get worse. I don't know. I haven't got a crystal ball, but the costs of doing what we're doing um, is what's really hurt us in 2023. Our income has stayed pretty much consistent, but you know, just things like um, the cost of electricity and power um, has pretty much doubled um, across the group. Cost of medical provision and facilities, food, um, suppliers, um, staffing, security staffing costs, you know, their costs have gone through the roof. And so we have to pick up that tab. It's, it's never, it's never easy, um, trying to balance those books, but it's got, it's got very, very difficult. And while inflation might now be coming down, prices aren't coming down because it's just that we're just slowing down the rate at which the prices are going up. So I, I I suspect that you know there, there are difficult conversations going on in households up and down the country about what are we going to do this year and how much money have we got left over after we've put it into the electric or the food bill or the petrol in the car and and stuff like that and uh, and it's very easy in January or February to uh, to sit with your head in your hands and go oh, I don't think anyone's going to have any money to go motor racing but if there's one thing about our sector that is um, uh, very resilient, it's people's desire to do what they love to do. And whether that's marshals and officials or whether it's competitors or whether it's teams or sponsors, they they all seem somehow to find a way of making it happen. Um, long may that continue, but I take my hat off to everybody that does so in the face of... Um, Continued difficulties. Hmm. What about the championships? The roster of championships is that going to change? Is it going to, to, to you know to be the same as as last year? Are you going to see many developments? 
Uh, no, the roster of championships for this year is is pretty similar. Um, 2023, we brought Caterham Motorsport into the family, um, and that's gone down. Uh, that's gone down really well, and and we've bedded them in, and that's been very well received. Um, people disappearing. So um, Trevor Ford's Cumo BMW after forty, well, thirty-seven years, I think, um, is going. That's to, not bad going. Is not it? bad going, <laughs> and Trevor's done an amazing job with that. But it's time for them to. Uh, they're going off to pastures new. I think they're going to the um, CSCC um, to form part of some of their um, grids. And it's about finding the right home for for that championship as as Trevor hands over the reins to somebody else. Um, and Legends cars are um, moving, well, they're moving their permit to MSVR um, from Bark. They've been with Bark for 20 years and, um, but they're still, we're still great friends. We're, we won't, we're not, we're not falling out with them or anything. It's just that um, it, it, the calendars that we are putting together um, didn't fit for uh, the legends this year. They wanted, a, they only needed a couple of races for us because they're still on the Toka package. Yeah. Um, but they do American Speed Fest and they do, I think there's a couple of American sort of events and they needed some events to to slot in alongside those. And we just weren't in a position to offer that. So mm. we're still great friends with Phil. Um, and Simon, um, we will continue to work with them. Their drivers will continue to be members of the BARC because of the Toka package link. And um, yeah, then we're th th these things happen and we're all grown up about it. <laughs> um, the awards events, which is taking place this evening, we'll be going and putting our, our tuxes on very, very soon. Um, it's a, a really interesting event because it doesn't just highlight the people who climb in a car and go quickly. I mean, we've got Ash Sutton here, um, Louis Sharp from the, the F4 Championship and, and, and other drivers from each of the championships. It recognises to some tune and to almost to the same stature, stature, the volunteers, the people who make motor racing happen, the marshals, and all of that holistic support network. And that's always been at the heart of this awards event, hasn't it? It has. It's really important. There are so many awards events. Mm. You know, you could probably do a different one every weekend uh, from the middle of October all the way through till the middle of February. Um we can only concentrate on the ones that we've got. And as I said, it, for me, it's a celebration of everything BARC rather than just a presenta presentation of trophies to the people who drove a car fastest. And you can't do that if you don't invite all the people and you don't recognise a number of the people who've gone above and beyond with their with their activities this year. And that's not just behind the wheel. It's not just in race control. It's on the banks and... Um, and in the offices and you know we, we take great pride in making people feel special for the work that they've done and there'll be there'll be three or four maybe five people in there who will be a, presented with an award this evening who don't know it's coming and that's almost the most important ones because the champions all know that they've won yeah. the championship they've probably collected three trophies already this uh, in, in the last <laughs> two or three months but those ones they will be the ones that are particularly a surprise to um to our guests and we look forward to presenting those. Yeah, there are a whole number. I've got them in front of me. We won't give away any uh, any secrets, but uh, there are some some good names in here. People who the, for whom the smile on their face when their name is read out. Uh, yeah. It's going to take a while to uh, wipe that off, which is all part of this evening. And and everybody cheers and supports everybody going up to get a trophy, which brings me back to this sort of family field, isn't it? Uh, yeah, uh, actually not to the extent that I was I was at the um I was at the British Hill Climb Championship Awards. Uh, two weeks ago, maybe it was three weeks ago, and um, and everybody in that there were 160 people in that room, and everybody knew 
everybody. Mm. And they all cheered themselves and and all of the other people getting all of their awards. And th that really did feel like a real family event. And I, and I loved that. People here don't necessarily know each other. So we've got the different championships who all know each other within their championship, but they're all representing their own championship this time. So it's, it's important that we make them feel like they're part of a family. And I'd love to get to that, that, that point where everybody knew everybody in the room, but it does, you know, we'll continue to work on that and see if we can make that as, as fun as possible. Certainly I, I hate boring awards dinners. Um, and I would hate to go, I would hate people to go away from our event and think I didn't enjoy that because you, you it can be a bit dry. You know, you spend a lot of time clapping and a lot of time listening. Um, the one thing we've done this year in our awards is we're trying to give more time to the award winners, less time to boring people like me and Tony and the people, you know, um, promoting a corporate message. Yeah, you know, people don't want to sit at the table and listen to me spout on for no, ten they, minutes. They all about... look forward to your bit. They all look forward to me finishing. <laughs> Have you written it yet? No. Okay. <laughs> in which case, this is a dress rehearsal. <laughs> Fantastic. We'll let you have the audio in about five minutes' time. Ben, as always, an absolute pleasure to catch up with you. Thank you so much. I know you've got plenty to do before uh, this evening's event, but for now, many thanks. Thanks, Steve.